encouragement sisters is that we would look at life like that too that we would we would make well-laid plans but then we would lay them down before the feet of the lord every morning trusting and knowing that he will faithfully divinely interrupt them and cause interruptions delays inconveniences things that we did not plan for to be a part of our days but that those things are blessings and that we should delight in them because he is working out his good and perfect will Ladies, this is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel. Uh, My husband, Larry, is always telling me that the days that I feel the strongest, I guess most passionate uh, in Christ, and really a lot of those times are my hardest days where I recognize my great need for Him and how much the way that I have joy to get through the hardest of days is because I walk through them with Christ. And so I want to encourage you today. I, like probably many of you, I have a house full of sick kids. <laughs> in full transparency, I have throw up sitting in my carpet upstairs that I cleaned up the first round of. And now baking soda is doing its work to soak up the odors and as much of it as I hope is possible to soak up before I go back with the vacuum and some Dawn dish soap and warm water and ugh, to clean up vomit that's on my floor. And can I be honest with you, it's been there for longer than it should have been because I'm also taking care of other sick kids. But you get my point. Y'all can, I'm sure y'all have stories to the right and left uh, that are similar. And I just wanted to encourage you today because I, for at the beginning of my journey in motherhood, I used to make very well laid plans and be determined to stick to them. In fact, to the point of frustration when things did not go my way. And faithfully though, the Lord had lessons for me. So when we first started homeschooling, I had a sweet neighbor who was 86 and she would come over to my house every morning, you guys, at like 10 a.m. and just want to talk and just would like to see the kids play. And I think she just, it was like her daily outing and she would just come sit on my front porch for as long as I allowed her to be there. And at first y'all, it would make me so frustrated. I just wanted her to leave. I needed to get math done. I needed to get reading and science done. I had all these plans, well laid plans that I, I, Christy Young wanted to get done. Well, the Lord, I didn't realize it uh, until like, I don't know, two weeks in and she had been coming every day. And I literally got to the point where I was like, don't answer the door. How do we avoid this lady? And the Lord so chastised my spirit and helped me to see that this was a part of his plan for us for the day, that this interruption was a divine interruption by his hand. And so we learned to accept her with great, with graciousness and gentleness and kindness and to let her in, you know, get be, become involved with the kids and to champion them and to, I don't know, just to be a part of our lives. She just wanted life because she and her husband were by themselves in a house two doors down and she saw all the life that was at our house, all the crazy, all of the fun, all of the memories being made and she just wanted to be a part of it and she was so cute and sweet and so, but the Lord, I know that lesson was for me because he humbled my spirit and helped me to see that he had plans for me that were outside of my own plans that were better and higher than than the plans I had made for myself. And I trust the Lord. I want his will for my life. And so I want to be able to be surrendered to him in all things. It's beautiful in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, where the Lord tells Isaiah that 
his thoughts, God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and that his ways are not our ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so the Lord, we should expect that God is going to divinely interrupt our days to work out his good and perfect will. I know that y'all will be glad when I'm done reading Elizabeth Elliot because I keep bringing her up because she's like balm to my spirit. I'm reading this book called uh, Keep a Quiet Heart by Elizabeth Elliot. And it's just a collection of her articles and writings, uh, just a compilation of them from a variety of places. But there was one, you guys, that I just had to bring up for you ladies who are operating houses and working and doing all the things that we we just juggle so many things in this life. And oftentimes we make well-laid plans. We desire to execute them well and to check things off our to-do list. And often, especially as mothers, we have so many interruptions in our day because we are not dealing with robots. We have children, lives, people, like imperfect people who we love, want, and care for every day, which necessarily means there are diaper change interruptions. There are puking vomit interruptions, like upstairs. <laughs> there are sicknesses that just come, there are fevers that start at night, and there are uh, drinks that spill on math books. There are babies that cry and get hurt or fall on their faces in the middle of cooking lunch. I mean, you name it, we've all experienced it, right? There are a million ways that our lives are divinely interrupted. Then we have unexpected phone calls, sometimes unexpected visitors. And I don't want us to always operate in frustration. And so if you are built like me, I have an encouraging word for you from the word of God and from our sweet friend, Elizabeth Elliot, who is no longer with us, but still just has great wisdom for us. And I think that we should look toward these, all of our divine interruptions and divine uh, delays and all the things that we don't plan for and don't want really in our day. We need to learn to delight in them because God is at work in our lives, working out his good and perfect will. Uh, she quoted James O. Frazier here saying that he, he was a missionary and he was having to learn to be perpetually inconvenienced. All he wanted to do was work on language study uh, in Southwest China, but he was stuck doing housework. He, was, he had endless items of small business that he had to attend to that cluttered up his time such that he had very little time left over for language study. But he wrote this, that he was having to learn to be perpetually inconvenienced for the sake of the gospel. He wrote this after being some, several weeks alone. I'm finding out that it is a mistake to plan to get through a certain amount of work in a certain time. It ends in disappointment. Besides not being the right way to go about it, in my judgment, it makes one impatient of interruptions and delay. Just as you are nearly finishing, somebody comes along to sit with you and have a chat. You might hardly think it possible to be impatient and put out where there is such an opportunity for presenting the gospel, but it is. It may be just on mealtime, or you are writing a letter to catch the mail, or you were just going out for needed exercise before tea. But the visitor has to be welcomed, and I think it is well to cultivate an attitude of mind which will enable one to welcome him from the heart at any time. No admittance except on business scarcely shows a true missionary spirit. Can I tell you, I read this, and I get that he is a missionary in southwest China, well, and over probably nearly a hundred years ago. But for all of us who are believers, we are all missionaries sent to the time and the place that we are right now. And it does not matter where we are located. 
It doesn't matter the circumstances of our birth. It like none of our exterior circumstances matter. The Lord has called each one of us to go out into the harvest to be missionaries in the daily where he has planted us. And this missionary spirit that James Frazier talks about is one that we all should aim to embody. And that means though, being fluid in our plans. That means expecting divine intervention in our days. That means in fact, delighting in as we're going to, I'm going to read you one more quote. And, uh, if we can learn to delight in life's divine interruptions, uh, in our delays and our inconveniences and not see them as being inconvenient or frustrating or aggravating, but in fact, it's the means through which God is working out his will for us in our lives and in our household. And then it's oftentimes those times where we are put out or inconvenienced that our kids get to learn the most from us. How do we respond? Do we have mercy and kindness and love? Do we have patience? Because those, a lot of those things, do we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? Do we respond with goodness? All of the fruits of the spirit, are those things being born out in us so that our kids get to see how we respond in those moments? And does it bring God glory and help them? And are we actively leading, walking out a life that would help them to mimic and follow uh, those things? I can't help but think about the verse too that says that a student, when they graduate or when they are fully trained, will be like their masters. Our kids are our students. They are apprenticing under us and they will learn to do life like we do life. So what kind of example are we showing them? And then, so I just want to encourage you in that, that we don't have to look at life's interruptions and delays and inconveniences as frustrating and aggravating. But in fact, I challenge you and I'm challenging myself that we should look at those things as a means that by which God is working out his will in our lives. And he's also, he's sanctifying us and refining us. And we all desire to be sanctified and refined because we are his. We know that we are sinful and imperfect and we desire for that in our children too. So in all the ways that our children have to wait in the imperfect all the, the ways that our children are inconvenienced or where they are delayed, all oh, those are gifts from the Lord because they are learning actively to develop perseverance and to develop character. Okay, then here's one more quotation from an out-of-print book. Uh, it's called The Life and Letters of Janet Erskine Stewart. Her assistant said this um, of her. She delighted in seeing her plan upset by unexpected events saying that it gave her great comfort and that she looked on such things as an assurance that God was watching over her stewardship, was securing the accomplishment of his will and working out his own designs. Whether she traced the secondary causes to the prayer of a child, to the imperfection of an individual, to obstacles arising from misunderstandings, or to interference of outside agencies, she was joyfully and graciously ready to recognize the indication of God's ruling hand and to allow herself to be guided by it. I love her verbiage here that she saw that Janet, Janet Erskine Stewart delighted in seeing her, her plans upset because she knew that an almighty God was working out his will, the accomplishment of his will and working out his own designs. And so my encouragement sisters is that we would look at life like that too, that we would, we would make well-laid plans, but then we would lay them down before the feet of the Lord every morning, trusting and knowing that he will faithfully divinely interrupt them and cause, I don't know, interruptions, delays, inconveniences, things that we did not plan for 
to be a part of our days, but that those things are blessings and that we should delight in them because he is working out his good and perfect will. Let us be women who embrace a true missionary spirit and let us be fluid and flexible to know that our lives are not our own, but that the Lord will ultimately establish our steps. Love you so much. Until next time.